Hey guys, it's Drew. If you're hearing this, I just want to let you know that this is a pre-recorded episode. Typically, I record my episodes the day before they come out. But if you're hearing this, I recorded this episode previously. So all of the facts are up to the minute as far as I know. However, if there are some inconsistencies, it's simply because when I recorded this, it was as accurate as I could make it at the time. Don't worry, you're still going to get a full episode worth of content, but chances are I'm probably either out of town, feeling a little under the weather, or knowing me, there's a chance I could have procrastinated and you're hearing this pre-recorded episode because I did not have time to record my episode the night before. So, now that that's out of the way, I hope you have a great time listening to this episode. Enjoy and stay blessed. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Drew View. In today's show, we are going to be taking a look at the last candidate that I have to do an analysis on, and that is President Joe Biden. I'm Drew Bennett and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty, folks, thank you guys for tuning back in for another episode of the show. And today, we are going to be talking about President Joe Biden. And what we're going to be doing, if you don't know what we're doing in this series, we are going through and analyzing each candidate that has jumped into the 2024 race up until now. We started with the Democrats. We're going to be rounding those out today. Then we have the Republicans. We will get to those after this. And then we have any independents or third parties that are running. So what we're doing is we're essentially just going through finding pieces of their websites or things that they are promoting. And we're just saying, okay, do I agree with this? Do I disagree with this? What are my thoughts on the candidate as a whole? What are my thoughts on certain issues? So that's kind of what we go through. Now, in this series, I don't do anything that has to do with predictions. I don't say, I think this candidate's going to get this percentage of the vote. I think this candidate's going to drop out at this point. I think this candidate's going to win. I don't do any of that because I will have videos closer to primary season where I'll have a video maybe about like my hot takes for the primary cycle. I'll have things about, you know, just different things here and there. So I'm kind of going to be going through and doing that. So Just don't expect anything like prediction-wise. It's more just I kind of go through some of the issues that they care about. I walk through those. I walk through whether I agree or disagree with those. And that's pretty much it. So you are essentially walking through their candidacy with me as if it were just me talking about whether or not I would support a candidate. Last week, we talked about Marianne Williamson, who I said I probably would not support. She's just too much of a socialist for me. Then I said Robert F. Kennedy is a very interesting candidate. He's probably the one candidate that I would consider supporting and that I would, if I had to vote in the Democratic primary, I would vote for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And then we get to the last candidate, the one that everybody knows and nobody loves, Joe Biden. So we have Joe Biden. He's running again, which this shouldn't surprise anybody because usually when a president, if they do really well, during the midterms, then people are like, oh, well, it must be a referendum on the president. The president must be doing a good job. So, of course, the Democrats think, okay, we got Joe Biden in the White House, and we get some Democrats here, and people are voting for Democrats, and Republicans didn't win nearly as big as they thought they would, so we must be doing well. It must be because everybody loves Joe Biden. And I do think that's a bad assessment 
I, I just think that that's not a good way to look at it. I don't think people are like jumping with joy because of Joe Biden and saying, oh, yeah, that's that's the guy. He really made me turn out in the in the midterms, rather. No, I don't think that's the reason a lot of people turned out. But anyway, that's usually what ends up happening. So the Democrats do a lot better than anticipated in the midterms. Joe Biden gets the credit for it. And what does he do? He announces that he's going to run again. Now, it only of course, brings up a couple questions. You've got, okay, his age. Is, does his age play a role into it? And of course, people, oh, you're ageist. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. The guy is going to be, what, like 88 when he leaves office if he gets another term? I think it's actually 85 or 86, but still, that is a very old president. And is that something that we can have? And I think that it doesn't have anything to do with age because a lot of people who the Republicans would say is one of the most energetic candidates who is their best candidate that they can put up is Donald Trump. And he'll be like, you know, in his 80s, I think himself by the time he would end his term. So it's not that it's just an age problem. It has to do with mental capacity, whether you're on the steep downhill slope or whether you're just kind of plateaued you know we're talking mental state here so if you're like at a stable mental state or if you're declining and you can clearly see signs of dementia and things like that so that's the big difference there I don't think age itself has anything to do with it you can be super sharp and really old or you can be you know, really young and stupid. It, it's just how it is. Or you could be really young and have dementia. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with age per se. It just has to do with cognitive ability. So get through all that. Then a lot of people are asking, even does Biden have the physical health? You know, we see him taking falls, taking stumbles. He's falling downstairs, falling upstairs, falling off bikes. The guy's nuts. He He just... He's not there. Some people might say he's got one foot in the grave and the other one falling in. He's just not doing so hot. And I don't think it's very good to put him up. I think he should be able to enjoy retirement. He should be able to get out of politics finally. He spent had a long, long career in politics. Just get out of politics. Enjoy your retirement. Get out of here. You know, just, just take a chill pill. That's what people say about Trump. Oh, you just need to go get out of here, Trump. Well, and he was only in politics for, what, four years as president, really. I mean, obviously, yeah, you got the time before and after. But so you have to think, Joe Biden, he's got like 54 years. He's got like 50 years on Donald Trump. I would probably be, my mind would be escaping me. It's a, working in politics for 50 years. Holy crap, no wonder the guy's corrupt. Like, it's just crazy. Absolutely crazy when you think about that. So... Stepping aside, you have Biden as a person. A lot of people just don't think he's there. Even Democrats are like, dude, Biden cannot be our top choice. He he just can't be. He's not that guy. Like, he's not the one that we can put all of our eggs in that basket. We need to have other candidates. And everybody else is scared to jump in the race. Because if they jump in the race, then, oh, he, they might be posing a threat to... And then that might they might make it look like... They aren't all lockstep in line with each other in everything that they do. And if they get out of line, then their party will just cast them out and they'll be an outcast. 
and they'll never have a political future in the Democratic Party. And that's the sad state of where the Democratic Party is. You can't really pose a genuine threat to any of the main players. Bernie Sanders gets screwed out of beating Hillary and then beating Biden. Why? Because the Democrats know that while they probably support 99.9% of his policies, the American people would by and large laugh them off. They'd say, we can't have a socialist president. We just can't do it. And they'd kind of say, nope, we can't do it. And they'd vote for somebody else. Even though really he probably should have won the Democratic nomination both times because more people like him than like Biden. I just don't think it would fare well for him in a general election, but that's neither here nor there. So you have everybody scared to pose a threat to Biden. The only people who have is Marianne Williamson, who's kind of already a political outcast, and she's a weird candidate where she's like a weird crystal lady, and she just, I don't know, something about her. She's just a strange candidate as a whole. She jumps into this race and is running as like a as a social liberal and a economic socialist. It's kind of weird. Um, not really weird. I mean, that's kind of the lane that a lot of people run in, but it's unique. And I don't really know why she's running because like pretty much Biden is working toward everything that she wants. So I guess I don't know exactly what the reason is. And then you have Robert F. Kennedy, who obviously is posing a genuine threat to Biden. In some polls, Biden is polling below 60% as an incumbent. And they have already said they are not going to put Joe Biden on a debate stage with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They're not doing it. So they're saying, we're not even going to have, you can't even listen to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. debate Biden. You can't even hear his policies. Yet people are still saying, I don't care if someone other than Biden and name recognition and all of that combined is like, uh, we'll just go for him. I don't really know that much about him. I don't have to. He's not Biden. We'll go with him. And a lot of Republicans, you could see some Republicans. If Republicans are like, I don't really care who wins the Republican primary, or if it gets to a point where it's like Donald Trump is pretty much certainly going to win the Republican primary, and that's kind of how that's going to go. And people are like, okay, well, it doesn't matter who I vote for in the primary. Trump's going to win in the landslide regardless. So I'm going to go vote on the Democratic ballot for Bobby Kennedy. I think that would be super interesting if you could see him pull out a win over Biden. Because I think he would win against a lot of Republicans. I think if he got past Biden, he would beat most Republicans. He would have a much higher chance of beating most Republicans than Joe Biden would. Because people know what life is like under Biden. So that's kind of me describing that. Now let's get into some of Biden's policies. So I was looking the other day and I was looking on his campaign website. So if you go to, I think it's Joe, is it JoeBiden.com? Yeah, it's JoeBiden.com which is Joe Biden for president, you come up on there. So you have a thing to donate, of course. And then it says, together, we can finish the job for the American people. What job, Joe? But anyway, you know, I could get on and on about that. Then you could sign up for the mail mailing list. Then it says, America is back, exclamation mark, signed, Joe. Back to what? 
America is back? Are you kidding me? Back to what? We're not, I mean, we are not back to any glory days in our country. I think that's kind of a play on, oh, Trump says make America great again. Oh, well, we're already back. We've already built back better. We're back here. Here it is. This is what you get. It's like, wow, if this is the America that's back, uh, I don't want this one. This is not the America I want. Give me the one that was under Trumpy Bear. I don't care. Give me somebody. And then it shows his campaign video. And that's it. That's the extent of his website. Not a single thing on policy. Not a single thing. Oh, you can get to the store. So you can get to the store so you can donate to them. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, there's nothing about him as a person. There's nothing about him policy-wise, what he plans to do in his next term. He's been declared for, is it over a month now? I feel like you should have somebody working on your website talking about issues that you want of things you want to accomplish in your second term before you just put out an announcement saying you're going to run and then you have a campaign website that's blank. Like what? So you have to go to the White House webpage to find something called the Biden-Harris record. And some of this stuff I tell you, they are the biggest gaslighters in American history. So you see, the first thing, top accomplishments, lowering costs of families' everyday expenses. Oh my gosh, that is an anti-truth. It's not just an untruth, it's an anti-truth. Not only is it dishonest, is it intellectually dishonest, but it is quite literally the opposite of true. What is cheaper? Lowering the costs of everyday expenses, you are nuts. Oh, $2,000 annual cap on out-of-pocket prescription drug costs for seniors. $500 annual savings for Americans through clean energy tax credit programs. Yeah, because everyone just has an electric car and a solar panel on their house. $800 annual savings on health insurance premiums for 13 million Americans. On track to cut emissions by half. Those that, yeah, tackle the climate crisis. How, yeah, you might be tackling the climate crisis or doing what you believe is tackling the climate crisis. Holy crap, that's a tongue twister. But how is that lowering costs? Ask anybody. Anybody living in America, our costs of everyday expenses lowered because of Joe Biden. They would laugh so hard. They would give you a look like you're the dumbest person to ever live if you made that statement. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden lowered costs of families' everyday expenses. Everyone would be like, ha, you, are, you are out of touch, man. Nope. You must not have everyday expenses to pay. So I just saw that and it's like, not only is that an untruth, like, is it not true? It's an anti-truth. It's the opposite of true. It's gaslighting. That's what it is. Yeah, we can make people believe that costs are lowered if we just tell them that they were. Like, absolutely ridiculous. The next thing, it says, more people are working than at any point in American history. Again, that's real cute. Um, I hate this language, man. I don't know if I've talked about this on a podcast. Absolutely hate this language. Again, it's just gaslighting. It says, Joe Biden created. That's the word, man. You cannot say created. Created nearly 11 million jobs. Joe Biden did not create those jobs. 90% of those jobs were jobs that 
couldn't people couldn't be working at or didn't want to work at when Trump was in office. So when we had the COVID pandemic, a lot of people either stopped working for a while so they could spend time with family or they were laid off from work or whatever it may be. And then they go back to work and Joe Biden says, oh, I just created a new job. No, you didn't. Shut up. You didn't create any new jobs. You just put people back into jobs that they were already working at. You crazy dude. Come on. It's just ridiculous. Don't don't use that language. Stop. And and more people are working than at any point in American history. Maybe more people are working, not percentage-wise. Maybe more people are working, but not percentage-wise. That's why Donald Trump always says, I get the most votes in American history. That doesn't mean he's got like the biggest percentage of votes in American history, but he got the most uh, votes in American history. I should say by a sitting president. That's why he actually says, because he can't say he got the most votes, because technically that's Biden, but that's neither here nor there. But that gaslighting is insane. And you go through some of the accomplishments, it's just ridiculous. Oh, they rescued the economy and changed the course of the pandemic. They rescued the economy? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They can type, somebody in the White House can type that with a straight face. Wow, that's that's pretty bad. Rebuilding our infrastructure. We don't really have any infrastructure that's being rebuilt, let's be honest. There's all sorts of stuff in here. If you just go through, it's like, wow. The first meaningful gun violence reduction legislation in 30 years. Okay, where's the proof that it reduced gun violence? Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Then you got protected marriage for LGBTQI plus and interracial couples. Historic confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson and federal judges of diverse backgrounds. Of course, that's what they're going to put. Diverse backgrounds. Because we don't care about the most qualified. We care about diversity. That's why Kamala's my VP. Uh, Katanji Brown Jackson is my Supreme Court nominee. Got all these people. And it's like, whatever. Yeah, Katanji Brown Jackson's not nearly as qualified as probably some other people who he could have appointed just because he said, I don't care how good you are. You're black. Get in there. Which is just ridiculous and racist. Judge people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. Joe, come on. I thought I thought you'd learn this, you know, from Martin Luther King Jr. No. Anyway, so you got that. And I just think it's so funny. We have the probably the first Supreme Court justice in history that doesn't know what a woman is because she's not a biologist. You know, it's three words, my friend. Adult, human, female. That I just gave you the definition of the word woman in three words. Adult, human, female, the end. Shit's there. I cannot tell you what a woman is. I'm not a biologist in the most snarky way. And it's like, you moron. I'm not a biologist either. Far from it. But I can tell you what a woman is because that's called common sense. Now it should be called rare sense. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. You go through other policies that Joe Biden has put in place and that is on the White House page. And there are all these policies that a lot of it is just gaslighting. A lot of it is simply just saying, hey, look at all that we did, even though 
there's a simple explanation for what's happening that doesn't have to do with, oh, yeah, give us all the praise because we're so good. Like creating jobs, come on, you didn't create those jobs. You got people back to work. That's all that happened. So plan on seeing a bunch of gaslighting from this campaign because that's just how it goes. That's how the cookie crumbles when you're dealing with this administration. But you also have to understand that this campaign is going to be ran in a very strategic way. Joe Biden won in 2020 without leaving his basement to campaign. And if he did, there were about five people listening to him and they were in socially distanced circles. There was about six of them that would go and listen to him. The guy is not known for his speaking. He's not known for his campaigning. He doesn't campaign, period. And last election, he doesn't have to. This election, it's going to be more or less of the same. It's going to be him going out without even really campaigning and just saying, Look, folks, I'm not the big bad orange guy, so vote for me. And people will do it. People will vote for him literally because he's not Trump. That is his campaign strategy. And I don't think he's really prepared for any sort of a primary challenge. I think this Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, you know, him popping up, that's really gonna that's really gonna mess with him because he was not planning on having to face a serious primary contender. And if he has to do that and campaign against that a little bit, and then he has to go and he has to campaign against Trump, the guy's going to be defeated, depleted, and hopefully still kicking by the time that's all said and done. It is very hard for me to see a future with him continuing to lead this country with the mental state and just the total state that he's in. I don't think he can do it for too long. But anyway, guys, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. It's not really everything, obviously, about Biden. There's so many more things I could talk about. But I think as a candidate, I think he's a very weak candidate. I think it shows when he's an incumbent and he should not be facing any primary challengers, really. No big names have jumped in. But somebody with a little bit of name recognition, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., jumps into the race and he's already polling, you know, at a good 20, 30 percent, maybe more in some polls. And Biden in some polls is polling less than 60 percent. That is not good for Biden. It'll be interesting to see how it happens, what happens. And if Biden is the nominee, obviously he's the favorite for now. I think if he is, his campaign strategy is going to be go hide in the basement, hope people don't notice me, hope I don't make any gaffes, or whenever I do that people don't notice them as much, and then, uh, yeah, hopefully people don't vote for the big bad orange guy, and they just vote for me because, well, I'm just not the big bad orange guy. And if it's somebody else, well, I'm screwed. So that's kind of, if I had to put my finger on it, that's what I think that Biden is uh, actually thinking at the moment. And what his campaign is kind of saying, well, you know, you're not a great, you know, you're not a great leader. You're not a great politician. You're not great at much, but at least just get us through, Joe, at least just get us through. I don't think he's going to be able to do it, but we will see. It'll be interesting to see how the Democratic primary shakes out. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to share it with your friends, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to end now with my closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you're a great and mighty God. I want to thank you for this day that you've given us, this day that we get to rejoice and be glad in. Father, I just ask that you be with our leaders, be with President Biden, and 
give him wisdom and continue to give him wisdom if he was to continue to lead our country. And Father, just help him turn to you. Help us turn to you and we know that everything else will fall in place once we do that. We love you. We praise you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for sticking around until the end of another episode. Thank you for coming back for another week of content. I can't wait to be back here again tomorrow talking to you guys. Hopefully not a pre-recorded episode. I can't wait to see you guys there tomorrow. But until then, stay blessed.